You are Locked On Buccaneers, your daily Tampa Bay Buccaneers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up, guys? This is Matt from Morvin, Georgia, and I'm here with Morvin's most famous celebrity right now. I'm here with Mr. Troy. And Troy, how long have you been a Bucks fan? Since I was born. Since you were born, and how old are you? Six. Who's your favorite Bucks player? James. Jameis? And why why is uh why is Jameis your favorite Bucks player? Because he earns all the touchdowns. Because he earns all the touchdowns, okay. So what do you think about hiring Coach Bruce Arian? Good. Because he might make Jameis get more touchdowns. What is your prediction for the two thousand nineteen Buccaneers season? We're going to the playoffs. We're going to the playoffs? All right, I like that. What would you like to see this season? A thousand touchdowns. A thousand touchdowns? I bet you would. That'd be a lot of Reese Cups, wouldn't it? Who would you like to see the Buccaneers beat the most? The Dirty Old Falcons. That's right, the Dirty Old Falcons. So Troy heard the last podcast, and he wanted to give his two cents real quick about superheroes. So Troy, who's your favorite superhero? Thor. Thor? Why do you like Thor? Because he has, he has cool superpowers. That's right. I guess that's going to do it for the middle of nowhere here in Morvin, Georgia. I'm Matt, and this is Troy. And Troy, you want to send us out? Go Bucks! Time to lock and load. Time to get control. Time to search for the soul. And start again. What's up and welcome back to the Locked On Bucks podcast. I'm James Yarko, joined as usual by David Harrison. You can find everything that we're doing over at BucksNation.com and make sure you follow along on Twitter at Locked On Bucks, at Yarko underscore Bucks, and at DH82 underscore Bucks. Big thank you to Troy for giving us that exclusive interview heard only here on Locked On Bucks. Much appreciated, little man. We are just as excited as you are, and we are going to be doing some rapid-fire voicemails because a lot of you are very excited about the hiring of Bruce Arians and company, and uh, some of you threw some questions our way as well. So without further ado, David, why don't we head on back down to Georgia and find out what else Matt has to say? What's up, guys? This is Matt from Morvin. Just want to call in about the whole coaching hiring situation. Man, I, I am super excited. On on Tuesday, Troy and I had been practicing baseball in the yard all afternoon. Pulled my phone out. I was, you know, I was like, let's see if there's anything good on the on the podcast. And first one I check is you guys. And I saw y'all got a new episode. And I hear the intro from David, which which was well done, man. But uh. I hear that intro come on. I just got goosebumps. I'm like, oh, what, what, what is this? I, you know, I hear the news from y'all. Heard it from y'all first, and I'm standing there by my grill, man, and I just smiled all over myself. I'm so excited, man. First thing I thought is, was we're going to the playoffs. Now that JPP's got somebody with a 10-pound pair of Wavos to back him up, they can go in that locker room and maybe eat him and Bruce. Each take one of those ping pong table paddles and just start tearing some ass up. Get that weak-minded locker room straightened out, and uh, I think we'll be good then, man. Guys, this is Matt from Morvin. Tell this quick story that I just wanted to get out there. Last year, a but me and a buddy went to the Monday night game against the Falcons at Ray J, and uh, we're sitting there, and I hear a voice that I recognize from Hard Knocks. I turn around, and I swear to God, there's Miko Grimes. You know, she was all right. You know, she was friendly and. But uh half the stuff that came out of her mouth I thought was just crazy. You know, just diarrhea of the mouth. And uh but one thing that I heard her talking about with somebody was how 
there are two teams. You know, there's the defense and there's the offense, and they hate each other. And I thought, no way. that That's crazy. You know, we, we all saw hard knocks. Looks like everybody gets along. But now that cutter's gone, and we're hearing some of the stuff that was going on. Maybe the stuff she was saying wasn't that crazy. Maybe that explains why, with all the talent we have, we couldn't ever get anything together. Anyway, I just wanted to share that and go Bucks. All right. Well, Matt, we appreciate the phone calls and, and we won't always be able to get to all of your calls. Um, you know, I know you called a few times. So, you know, if, if you call in and, and we don't get to that particular voicemail, don't get discouraged, but we do have to try to narrow it down so we can try to keep as, as many people's voices heard as possible. Um, but yeah, I mean, that, that really doesn't surprise me at all about Miko. If anybody had ever heard her talk before, they know the kind of, things that just just fly out of her mouth but you know you uh you may be on to something that that you know maybe there was a, a disconnect between between the offense and the defense and and they didn't like one another and it, it could have leaked onto the field and with uh with Bruce Arians I don't think that's going to be much of an issue it seemed like uh at least for for the all or nothing show it seemed like the the Cardinals were a pretty cohesive unit all around and and Bruce Arians doesn't play that nonsense. He, you know, he talks about, you know, the team being a family and, and you hold each other accountable and, and the whole coach him hard and, and hug him harder later. You know, that's, that's how he is. But you know, he also, I, I listened to his audiobook over the weekend while I was working. And one of the things that he talked about, even all the way back to when he was an offensive coordinator or a quarterback's coach or a wide receiver's coach after every game, win or lose, Bruce Arians would go out to his car, pop his trunk open, and he and all the players would stay there and tailgate for an hour or two, depending on kind of the mood of the game. And he had everything available. He had beers on ice already ready to go. He had different liquors. And he used to be a bartender when he was in college. So he said, that's the bartender in me. I want to make sure everybody gets something. And they would all just sit around, have some drinks, enjoy each other's company and and really build, you know, that that camaraderie that goes beyond just the football field it, it creates that kind of atmosphere so you know if if there really was some sort of disconnect undercutter where where teammates hated one another or each side of the ball hated one another i think that'll come to an end real quick i agree completely and you know some we more and more is, is has been coming out i don't know how much more will come out i i doubt I think most people are probably just kind of in the atmosphere of, or in the mindset of, you know, let's move on and focus on the future versus dwell on the past. But I mean, it's a team sport and it's, it's a, it's a team effort. And you know, when you have uh, so many people in the building, you've got to all at least be trying to go uh, in the same direction. And even if it's not the direction you chose to go in, you've got to at least be able to be able to buy into it or else it's just not going to work. And I think that was one of the biggest things we saw after the firing of Mike Smith is that when coach Duffner came in um, the defensive strategy, the defensive play calling was, uh, was, was very, was very different. It was, it was the same scheme and, and same packages, but the way they executed it was much different in the way that uh, the defense attacked offenses in, in certain situations was different. And that just kind of shows you the difference between coach Duffner and coach Smith. And you kind of wonder, you know, among other things in, in the meeting rooms and in the planning sessions and all that stuff, you know, how much of those differences of opinion really uh, make a difference. And, you know, we may never find out directly, but as far as Miko, yeah, it's, it's par for the course. So. <laughs> All right. Well, David, I know we got a couple in a row coming right up. So why don't we go ahead and, uh, and get to some of those excited bucks 
fan voicemails. All right. How you doing, James? David, this is Brent down in Houston. Uh, just heard the uh, good news that uh, Bruce Arians is our new head football coach. Uh, really excited about it. Really excited, you know, about what's going on in the, the future of this uh, organization. And uh, I think he's a, a, a phenomenal head coach. And I think he's going to bring a good staff with him to help get this this uh, program turned around and help us be what we need to be. And, uh, you know, make the fan base excited. That's the biggest thing I'm, I'm about, you know. Uh, to me, it doesn't matter who the quarterback is, who the coach is, who the players are. Just as long as we get a winning franchise, that's all I, I care about. All this, you know, all that other stuff and, you know, egos and all that to the side. I just care about just having a winning team. That's it. And uh, to y'all point, when y'all said about this team, Buccaneers team versus the Cardinals 2013 team, I have to take 2000 Cardinals, uh, 13 Cardinals because of the fact that their offensive line was good. Our offensive line sucked. So, I mean, yeah, we do got weapons, but <laughs> We can't run the ball, and we can't protect the quarterback. So I have to still lean into them, and hopefully Arians can come in and get the offensive line straight and get James on a straight narrow like he's been going these last seven games of the season. And, we, you know, we win the division this year. That's the only thing I'm hoping for. Down here in Houston, there's a lot of Saints fans, and I, I freaking hate the Saints. I hate him with a passion. So, you know, you guys have a great day. Look forward to hearing from you soon. Bye. Hey, James. Hey, David. It's Chris from Virginia at TV underscore bucks underscore for life. Yeah, I tried calling in uh, the other night, but busy lines uh, due to the recent uh, hiring of Bruce Arians. Man, this is so exciting. Probably the most excited I've been as a fan in the last uh, 11 years, you know. Raheem Morris, Greg Schiano, and Dirk Cutter didn't exactly uh, blow up my skirt, you know. Um, but the Bucks actually will have a legit coaching staff this year, and I think we'll get the most out of this roster. Um, time to watch out, NFC South. Go Bucks and fire them biscuits. BA to the Bay, out. Hey, what's up, guys? It's Josh from Georgia. Uh, I just had a question about, you know, whether you guys think that um, if we have the best coaching staff in the league right now, I know there's a lot of hype going around and everything, um, but personally, I wanted to say that, you know, as far as our coaches go, everybody has the same, like, from the O-line coach to the special teams coach to defensive coordinator, they all have the same mentality on the same page exactly what we need full much respect for bruce arians you know the special teams coach you know obviously in the league i think for me personally is you know special teams really isn't too important like it's a part of the game obviously but you know his interview alone you could just see how much passion he has just for the special teams position um and even and, and also the other coordinators as well um just seeing how long their press conferences were and uh you know bruce arians really put together a great staff to where everybody Everybody's on the same page and, and it's just kind of like family and um, hopefully they can they can bring that to the locker room and get everybody out. So I just want to know your thoughts on that, seeing if we had the best uh, coaching staff in the league right now. Um, take it easy, guys, and uh, go Bucks. All right. Well, we uh, we certainly appreciate all the phone calls and, and, and we know you guys are all excited. Um, as far as whether or not this is the best coaching staff in the NFL, I'm going to say no. Um, I think it's the best coaching staff that the Bucks have had here in over a decade. Uh, I think it's one of the best coaching staffs in the NFL, but I'm not going to say it is the best. These guys still have to show up. They do have their work cut out for them. They do have a monumental task of getting this team back on track and getting back to the postseason for the first time since 2007. As long as Bill Belichick 
is living, breathing, and walking up and down a sideline in a hoodie with the sleeves cut off, I will not say any coaching staff is better than New England's. I won't do it. It doesn't matter what coordinators are there. It doesn't matter what position coaches are there. As long as Bill Belichick is in charge, they are going to do things the right way. They are going to do things to be successful, and they are going to compete for championships year in and year out. Um, I do think the Rams have a, a pretty stellar staff. I do believe that Andy Reid always has a, a stellar coaching staff. That's why the Andy Reid coaching tree is a very real thing right now and why you know next season when we see between six and eight head coaches fired, uh, Eric Bieniemy will be a head coach somewhere. Um, but I, I think that, that Arians and Bowles and, and Leftwich and all the position coaches are, are you know, definitely upper echelon of the NFL as far as staffs. I love the fact that they have a very large staff so that they can run these two practices at once. As, as Coach Arians said, you, you can't find a diamond in the rough if he's standing on the sidelines watching. You have to, you know, he's going to be running these these dual practices to make sure that everybody's getting the same number of stat, snaps. And I, I think that that's brilliant. And it puts a lot of pressure on his staff. It puts a lot of pressure on his coaches to find these guys and, and to work with them and, and to coach them up and, and teach them. But, um, you know, but before they've even set foot on a sideline at Raymond James, I, I can't crown them the best. But uh, as far as on paper, and we've said that a lot with the roster, on paper, this staff is absolutely phenomenal. Yeah, as far as the coaching staff, um, calling them the, the best coaching staff in the NFL or even the division would be very – presumptuous of us um they're my favorite coaching staff in the nfl if if that's if that works but yeah there's 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 too many coaching staffs currently assembled getting results that it's it's hard to justify saying that uh any coaching staff that was just put together even if they've coached together in the past is is the is the is a is better than any of them because all those coaching staffs are currently working uh pursuing the very thing that this coaching staff has just been hired to pursue, if that makes sense. So, and even then, even, I mean, even once the Buccaneers get on the field in 2019 for the season, I don't know that I'd necessarily make it uh, the the best coaching staff. Like I said, it's definitely my favorite coaching staff, uh, if that helps. As far as some of the other stuff uh, that we, that we heard from uh, you guys about talking about like Jameis. um, Yeah. Jameis definitely needs to continue improving and, and coach Arians, has has already mentioned that um, he's definitely got some thoughts on that, and Jameis has some some thoughts on that. We we all know that Jameis Winston is not going to just go home until August and and sit on his butt and uh, you know do whatever. He's definitely going to take family time, and he deserves his family time. But we all know that he's gonna. There's going to be videos popping up soon enough of him doing drills in his backyard or, or wherever, and you know. Uh, so we'll all have those to look forward to. But something that I want to kind of point out to everybody about James Winston, he he did have growth this year, and it's hard to kind of see in everything else. But looking looking at his first four starts, right? So this is these are his first four starts, not his first four games, because I'm taking Chicago out of it uh, for this for this measurement. Um, however, you, however you want to look at it, yeah. James Winston had nine turnovers and seven touchdowns in those first four starts of the season. Uh, the Buccaneers won two of them. Okay, in the last four games of the season, he had five turnovers and another seven touchdowns. So the end of the season, his turnover 
to touchdown. His touchdown turnover ratio went down, got better, that is, significantly. But the Buccaneers went 0-4 in those four games. So it's kind of like what Coach Arian said, is that if you if you got a quarterback, you've got something to build off of. But it's something to build off of, right? It's, it's not the end-all, be-all. And I think that's something that's very important because a lot of things so far in James Winston's career have been tied directly to him. But it's, it's very obvious that, and, and one of the callers mentioned the offensive line, um, and, and Coach Aaron just talked about the defense. You know, there's a, there's a lot of things that this, this team has to do, but as long as Jameis Winston is playing at a clip where his touchdown to turnover ratio is in the positive, in the green, then the Buccaneers are going to have a chance to win because even though they went 0-4, they had a fighting chance in every single one of those games. So so I think it's important to remember that it's it's – Quarterbacks get too much credit and they get too much blame, and Jameis Winston is no different. However, I think that we've got a coaching staff good good enough to find uh, some of those diamonds in the rough, like you referenced, James, and then Coach Coach Arians mentioned in his press conference. All right. Well, David, let's go ahead and bring up the next caller. Hey, guys. Canyon from Denver again. Thank you all for mentioning uh, the, the whole Todd Munkin situation. I would love to see him on the Jets as well. But, uh, man, I'm just so excited right now. Coach Arians, that's ridiculous. That is just so ridiculous and it just makes me so happy. But I did have a, a, a question to run by y'all. What do you think he's going to do with our rushing game? I mean, throughout the years, I don't, I don't think our rushing game's been great at all. Uh, but I'm curious to see what he can do. Uh, also, refer over to your last episode, bringing Godwin over to that slot receiver, I think would be awesome. I think that's an amazing idea. Uh, anyway, guys, love you. Love the podcast. Go Buck. What's up, boys? Tyler from Boston. Uh, pretty excited about the Arian tire. My question regarding the offense is, what does this mean for the uh, for the running backs on our team? I know Arian likes to have a running back that can also do a lot of pass catching. Most recently, when he was with the Cardinals, he had David Johnson to do that. Uh, David Johnson's a very good talent. I don't know if Peyton Barber or Ronald Jones are quite at that level, but it kind of looks like that's a really good situation for someone like Peyton Barber because he already has that pass catching experience. Although, does that mean that Ronald Jones is going to get pushed to the side or uh, are they going to look for another running back? Thanks. All right, gentlemen, appreciate the calls. And, and David, I guess we're going to wrap this episode up by talking running backs. A lot of people like to point to David Johnson and, and how much he helped the, the Arizona Cardinals because it, it is indeed true. But something to remember is that David Johnson was a, a draft pick by Arians and and Steve Kime, the GM there. And that wasn't their first choice. They were going to draft Amir Abdullah and the Lions – snuck in and and picked him the pick before Arizona was supposed to go on the clock. So they drafted, I believe it was a linebacker later in the draft. They, they went with David Johnson. So it's not going to surprise me at all. If Bruce Arians and Jason light sit down and they decide to draft a new running back, will Barber get a, a chance? I, I believe absolutely. He will. The Buccaneers brought in running backs coach, Todd McNair, but yeah, he, he hasn't coached since 2009. So he he coached Reggie Bush, but he wasn't part of of coaching Ronald Jones. Um, but will Ronald Jones get a chance? I'm sure he will. Bruce Aarons is going to want to bring in his own guy. So it's not going to surprise me if they use a day two pick on on a running back or if they pursue one in in free agency. But they have to get that offensive line right. You know, there's no doubt about it. And you know they're gonna they're gonna do what they can to make the run game an important part of the offense because. Something else that, that Bruce Arian said in his book is how important it is 
for him to be as close to that 50-50 split between run and pass as possible. Now, that also means that on third and one, he may th- you know call a, a pass play for 40 yards down the field. It, it may not be conventional when he calls his runs and his passes, but he's going to try to keep it as even as possible. So he's, he's going to want to get someone in there, whether it's to take over for Barber as the starter or to compliment Barber as a one-two punch. But yeah, there, there's going to be changes in the run game for sure. All right. So on BucksNation.com, when Bruce Arians became the main rumor, um, I, I wrote a piece about some of the things that Bruce Arians was going to bring to Tampa Bay if he if he was indeed the hire. Not all of it was good, right? What what you just referenced um, is, is something that I've heard from other people as well. There's going to be occasions where third and one from the forty, they're going to take a shot at the end zone. It's going to fall incomplete, and they're going to punt. Uh, well, maybe they'll go for it, I don't know, but either way, there's going to be some fans out there who are like, "What are you doing?" Well, here's the here's the the biggest thing everybody has to remember. What every Buccaneers fan, what every I don't want to say every media member because I don't read or listen to every member, but every member that I read or listen to, what we were all asking for, what we were all talking about, and that was diversity. So so what you're going to get out of Bruce Arians with this offense and what you're going to get with uh, Byron Leftwich, all those guys, is diversity. You're going to get a 31 deep shot. You're going to get uh, a first and 10 draw play. You're, you're going to get all that stuff. If you look at, and it's just not something that we're used to seeing. If you look at uh, the Arizona Cardinals in 2015, right? Talking about David Johnson. Everybody has to remember David Johnson was a surprise to everybody. Okay. Coach Arians. I mean, I've never asked him about it, but I mean, honestly, there's really no way that he started the season scheming for David Johnson because bottom line is you didn't really know what you had in David Johnson. So you, you hit the regular season, hit the field and saw what he could do. Well, one of the things he could do was bring in 36 catches for 457 yards. Okay. And, and if you go back and look at David Johnson's profiles and all that stuff from, from college and coming out of Northern Iowa, he, he's not a guy that you would expect to get, get a bunch of receiving numbers. And that's not setting the world on fire as a receiving running back by any means. But when you consider he's a rookie that wasn't really expected to have as big of an impact as he did, getting 36 catches in an offense that keeps you guessing. And then you look at the Buccaneers who every single time, well, not every single time, but almost every single time Jaquiz Rogers touched the grass, it was a pass play. Jaquiz Rogers as a veteran running back with a head coach and a a play caller that are very familiar with him and what he can do using him specifically as their change of pace receiver got 38 catches. So with with the game plan being we're going to throw the ball when when Jaquiz is in the game, he got two more catches this year than David Johnson got in his rookie season with a coach of staff that was like, hey, let's see what the kid can do. That's what you're going to get in this offense. You're going to get opportunities, and that's where guys like Rojo are gonna are just going to be waiting to to get on the field because they're going to get chances. Rojo can't run an angle uh, angle route out of the backfield in the shotgun. Well, well we're going to find out. Uh, Peyton Barber can't take a draw play from shotgun. Well, we're going to, we're going to find out. Um, you're going to get some two back sets. I've been screaming for two back sets, James, for how long? Uh, basically since the first conversation we've had. Yeah. Like, like, yeah, it's been way too long. And one of the first things I saw when I started watching Arizona Cardinals tape from coach Arian's time was two back sets. And I loved it. Uh, like Matt said, I smiled all over myself. Um, 
it's it's just it's going to be a lot of fun is what it's going to be it's not always going to work out okay there's still going to be interceptions there's still going to be fumbles there's still going to be some penalties it's not all going to work out and if 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 what we're hearing coming out of the locker rooms uh are true it, it may take a little bit longer than 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 people expect uh, people have to remember Carson Palmer struggled early on uh, under coach Arians you know as, as well it got better as time went on so there's got to be some patience but it doesn't mean there has to be a lack of excitement i'm i'm excited uh, every time I remember Coach Arians is is the Buccaneers head coach, I, I'm extremely excited. But I think that's some of the things we can expect. It really sucks that Deshaun Jackson and the Bucks are in the situation they're in because you remember something else I, I've been begging for, James, is Deshaun Jackson lined up in the slot with Mike Evans lined up on the outside on the same side of the field. Mm-hmm. I think that's something we would actually get with Coach Arians and, and Coach Leftwich, and it just sucks that we're probably never going to get to see that because – you tell me what that half of the defense is going to do. Like, if you're lined up on that half of the defense and you've got Deshaun Jackson in the slot, you've got Mike Evans on the outside, OJ Howard in line as a tight end, and Chris Godwin on the other side, good luck. What are you going to do? And I feel like Coach Arians would have done that had he been given the chance. And we don't know. I mean, Deshaun Jackson isn't gone yet. He might have sold his house, but that dude's under contract. So... Uh, you may not have somewhere to sleep, but you're you have uh, an employer right now, and we'll see how all that pans out. I'm still in the in the belief that he's not coming back. Um, but but wouldn't it have been a lot of fun to see that happen? Oh, for sure. Yeah. So I mean, that's that's my uh, my take on the running game and everything. Everything else <laughs> kind of turned it into a, a, a smorgasbord of Bruce Arians' impact. But yeah, I mean, I mean, I, I just think what we're, what we're going to see is what we haven't seen, and that's going to be creative. You're going to see Peyton Barber get some screen passes. Uh, I think you're going to see, you know, Ronald Jones get more chances. Uh, Sean Wilson is a guy that could definitely thrive under a, a person like Coach Arians and a, a draft pick. So the answer to what are they going to do with running back is yes. That's my answer on what they're going to do with running backs. And that is to say they will have some. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, David, that is going to do it for us for our uh voicemail rapid fire episode here a little little double up on a monday for everyone hopefully it makes your work day go a little bit faster make it a little more enjoyable but in the meantime please make sure you're checking out everything going on over at bucksnation.com make sure you follow along on twitter at locked on bucks at jarco underscore bucks and at dh82 underscore bucks thanks to each and every one of you for calling and joining us right here at locked on bucks (laughs) 